Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome back to the Yahoo Sports College podcast. Race for the Case Bowl Edition. Happy bowl season. Happy holiday season. Happy postseason. Happy season in general to me because Pete Thamel owes me beer. That's right. I won the race for the case. And now we start anew with a massive collection of bowl picks. This is like episode one of three podcasts picking bowl games for your listening pleasure, for your wagering pleasure, for your office pool pleasure, for your for your mockery post pleasure, which there'll be plenty of, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, yes. yeah, we, we got a ton of stuff coming up for you here. But Pete, first of all, welcome in. And secondly, what kind of beer are you getting me? Uh, well, we did look at the uh, great menu from the Uproar Brewing Company the other uh, the other day. Um, what was what was the little Belgian number that you uh, that you were looking at, Pat? Do you remember? Muscles from uh, Brussels, a double IPA right. at eight point six ABV. A serious yes, beer. Yes, that will that will shut you up and make you slur a little bit, make you a little more tolerable. <laughs> slow slow down the trash talk. Um, yes, uh, it was a boozy Belgian babe. Yeah, much better company than you and uh, <laughs> Carmelli Malty Delicious Dark Ale leave you feeling cozy. Oh, um, yeah. First Street drama. That's what that's what you're going to be buying me after I make my great comeback here. Uh, yes, uh, you need a little less little less alcohol. The perfect answer to that. Borish, just give me a regular beer. So it'd be a perfect, uh, perfect answer to my Borish co-host. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, well, the, yes. the, yeah, the Wetzel, uh, I, I can't wait to see the Wetzel, uh, Bushlight ethos come into contact with the uproar brewing company, uh, selection of beers. And if we, uh, yeah. didn't mention it, yes, we will be at uproar brewing company for our live podcast, January 4th. Uh, leading into the championship game. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's in San Jose, by the it's, way. It's in That's... San Jose. Thank you for that key piece of information. Um, it's, in case uh, you have an uproar brewing company down the street from you in like Memphis or something like that. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great live show. It's free to attend. There, have, uh, there will be prizes. There will be giveaways. There are beer specials. There are custom brews for both teams that will be playing in the championship game. Uh, you can hang out with us, which is truly the great joy of it all. Uh, yes. You can uh, be part of listener Q&A after the podcast. Space for the event is limited, so you might want to reserve it now. Uh, you can go to yahoosports.com backslash college podcast. That is yahoosports.com backslash college podcast. And please come and join us. At the Uproar Brewing Company, because it's going to be a blast. We'll see if we can even contain Wetzel at that point. I wonder if like there'll be like regular customers there who just want like <laughs> the boozy Belgian beer, and all of a sudden there's these like three guys making jokes about cheese graters, <laughs> and nobody understands it, and they're like, "Yeah, who are these? Who are these guys?" You know what? <laughs> they'll come in strangers. They'll leave as friends. We'll, they will. We'll win them they over. Will. It's going to be you wonderful. Will be cozy with them after your eight point six. Uh, <laughs> What was it called? Sa oh, no. The, the best name is Saison Jose. I like that. I might have to get one of those. So. Yeah. No, 8.6. Muscles from Brussels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be strong. Well, 
Yeah. All right. So, no, it'll be good. It'll be a lot of fun. So if you are in the area, or even if you're not in the area, then, you know, fly in. Come on, join us. Show some initiative. <laughs> um, again, to recap, I destroyed Pete in the uh, in the weekly race for the case podcast, and so that's why he owes me beer when we get to San Jose for the championship game. Uh, but we are going to run through all the bowls, all 40, really 41, because we're going to throw in a championship game prediction. But this podcast, we're just going to go through the first 15, but we're also going to give you guys our confidence pool picks because a lot of people get into confidence pools and may want some uh, some input on that, like the games that we feel most confident in with regardless of spread. Then we're going to give three that we think are the toughest to pick regardless of spread. And then after that, we're going to do a little speed dating, Peter. We are going to speed through the all the pre-Christmas bowls picking against the spread. So This is for the degenerates, like the true, true betting degenerates, the people who yeah. are watching Wyoming on that opening weekend. Like this is for you. This podcast yeah. is for you. This is not for like the casual, I only watch LSU, Bama, <laughs> like – you know, this is for like people who know who Chad Lunsford is. That's that that is who this podcast is for. We are like we are right in your degenerate wheels. You're also the same people who like sneak out of the house on Christmas Eve to go drinking. We we can identify with you in a lot of ways. So yes, this is I, I is, would posit that we are all things for all people here because a lot of casual fans get into confidence pool bets. And so you know, that's we're, true. We're help them that's too. True. And the people that know Chad Lunsford. <laughs> Who did a very fine job this year at Georgia Southern, by the way. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. My so. my Zencaster name for this podcast was Lunsford and Sons. I was pretty proud of that, by the way. <laughs> I saw that. That was pretty good. That was pretty we good. could we couldn't be Brian Bowen Senior all season long in our fake <laughs> names as we log on. So yeah, we had to uh, we had to do that. Yes, casual fans are obviously are obviously welcome, but these bowl games they're either for. If you're the fan of the team, or likely if your Saturday's a little slow and you need a little need a little action on the games. There so you go. We will be happy to uh to to warm your camellia bowl soul. <laughs> there you go. All right. So confidence pool first. Pete, we're gonna do this as, as a draft. All right. And as the commissioner of this draft, I am giving myself the first pick based on the fact that I won the uh the regular season bets. So uh with me, as the first pick on the clock, I am taking straight up Alabama over Oklahoma. I have the most confidence in that result of any of the 40 bowl games. I think Alabama is going to score 55, 58, 60 against that Oklahoma defense. Uh, Oklahoma may score some too, but this is the best defense they've played against. It's also the best offense they've played against. Uh, the only caveat is if Tua is really ho hobbled. If, if Tua is hindered in this game and they can't throw it the way they've been able to throw it, that uh, that makes it a closer game. I still think Alabama can win with Jalen Hurts. They've proved that. But I am taking Alabama big against Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. Over to you, Pete. You get the second pick. That is so unlunsford of you. <laughs> <laughs> Here it we really are. Is. We go on this big diatribe of how we're trying to like uh, appeal to the obscure and the degenerate. And you're just like you're just like a fine bomb collar. I like Bama. <laughs> Bama's gonna roll. They're gonna win big. <laughs> so Trust thank me, you. We'll, we'll get to some obscure. I promise. <laughs> Whether you do it or I do it, we will get to the obscure. Well, I am going to go straight to our friend Dan Wetzel's favorite bowl, the Cure Bowl, which I have the utmost respect for because it is uh, attempting to cure breast cancer. Uh, mm -hmm. Cancer is obviously uh, insidious disease that is inflicted on, on all of us or someone we know in one way or another. So props to the Cure Bowl for that. Please ignore Wetzel's diatribe a few weeks ago when he tried to make fun of the Cure Bowl, even though we tried to steer him off it. And uh, I am going to take the Tulane Green Wave with the utmost confidence. Uh, they've come into this game winning four of five. Justin McMillan, the LSU transfer, has started all of those games. Uh, Louisiana has the number 107 rush defense in the country. Tulane's got a pretty good pair of backs in Bradwell and Dauphine. So I feel like the green wave will be giddy to be bowling. So much of the bowls, as we'll talk about more today, it's like, who really wants to be there, right? 
Like Tulane hasn't bowled in I think it's been eight or nine years. Um, it's like been once in the last decade. First time under Fritz. You are they are going to be so fired up for the Cure Bowl. Their heads are going to explode. So I have confidence in the Green Wave. All right, I, I'm with you on that. I think that it sets up very well for Tulane. As I said in the bowl dash, it's a uh, top thirty rushing offense against a bottom thirty rushing defense. That sounds like a good way to win a game. All right, with the third pick out of 10, we're doing 10 of these picks. I'm going a bit obscure here, Pete. I'm going to the Potato Bowl, and I'm taking BYU over Western Michigan. I believe the spread is like 12 on that. That sounds like it's probably right. Could be more. Um, neither team is great. This is not by no means a, a – it's not a vintage BYU team at 6-6, six and six, but Western Michigan – is really pretty sketchy. Uh, I just <laughs> I don't have a lot of confidence in a team that's been outscored on the year, and uh, they they did somehow beat Northern Illinois to become bowl or to, actually that's to get them to seven and five. I don't know how. Before that, they got housed three straight times. So I'm taking BYU there as uh, my my second pick and the number three overall in our confidence pool draft. Back to you. I guess we can't make row your boat jokes anymore about Western Michigan, huh? That, no, that, that, no. That, that ship has sailed. That Ooh. boat, yes. That boat has sunk. So I'm going to go mainstream on you, Pat Forty, and I have a ton of confidence in UCF. Uh, they're seven and a half point dogs in the Fiesta Bowl, the LSU. I feel like this is going to be the classic bowl game where this is UCF Super Bowl. or LSU's best player is going to play? We're not sure about all that yet. And I feel like... UCF can run through them. And so I am going to take the Knights. Okay, uh, now to you're taking the Knights straight up. Straight up. Seven and a half point dogs. I'm With, taking Without Mackenzie Milton. Without Mackenzie Milton. I watched, Did you watch him play? No, because they were playing Memphis on a day when there were important games being played. So no, I did not. <laughs> I watched a lot of that game. Yeah, that I, was that, that was that game concurrent to the SEC. Yes, title it was game, concurrent was it? to the SEC title game. I think it was before it actually, but it yeah, there were other before. games. To, there were other games to pay attention to that day. Look, yeah. I have a lot of faith in the Knights and their system, and the, the bowl is so much the power of wanting to be there. And the way LSU season ended, and I just think a lot of their best players aren't going to be rolling around. So I'm taking yeah. the Knights. That uh, could be, but wow, a, a seven and a half point dog with your number two pick in a confidence pool draft. There's always, there's always three or four huge point spread upsets. Every oh, there are. I know, I know it. Yeah, I know it. I just and they sure sometimes end up lopsided. So pick it this high. Do, so. do you got faith? Big Ed's going to have those boys ready to play? Mm, no, but I just think they're going to line up and be <laughs> physically better. Well, you know, that's I don't. This UCF team isn't as good as last year's. So I, uh, I think that they, they can hand off for two hours and do fine against UCF. Anyway, all right, third round pick for me. Thank you for that because now you've given me both, you've given me both Alabama against Oklahoma and Clemson against Notre Dame. Give me Clemson there. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a route, but I think Clemson's better. I just think Clemson defensively, they're going to be hard to run against. They're going to be on top of Ian Book. It's going to be really a lot of pressure on Book to play a great game, I think. And uh, on the other side of the ball, balanced offense. They can score enough. Notre Dame's defense is good. It's very good. But I think Clemson can score enough, and I'm not sure Notre Dame is going to be able to find a way to score. So I'm taking Clemson as an 11-point favorite there as my third pick in the confidence pool draft. All right. I'm going to counter with, uh, with Boise State. Okay. 25th ranked Boise State in the first responder bowl in Dallas, the artist formerly known as the Ticket City Bowl, I think. I think but I'm not right. sure. Um, look, I just feel like programmatically right now, Boise is in a much better place than BC. Uh, Zach Allen has been injured for BC, their star defensive end, so not sure how much he's going to play. AJ Dillon's been hurt all year for BC on and off. His status will be unknown. I just feel like Boise is exponentially better and will be will be fired up for the chance to play against a BCS team or whatever they're calling them now, Power Five team in the in that game. So I uh, I, I think Boise will uh, Boise will roll. I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think that one sets up very very well for Boise. Uh, I agree that that the motivation will probably be more on their side. So I like the pick. Uh, all right, fourth round. 
I am going to the Red Box Bowl, the first game in Santa Clara of two. The next one will be slightly bigger because it'll be the championship game. But Michigan State, Oregon. Uh, I like Oregon in this. I hate Michigan State's offense. It's god-awful. It's terrible. Their last three games, they scored 6, 6, and 14. And the 14 was against Rutgers. And the 6 was against Nebraska. So maybe they This can- is one of my favorite times of year when Pat gets so viscerally offended by having to watch these teams. He just lets out all his angst. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> they the o- angst is coming. They offend me. They're so yes, bad. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. They're and so then when bad. when like Michigan State wins nine to seven, you're going to be mad for like three days. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> and I then f- you're going to hold a grudge against Mario Cristobal for like the first six weeks of next season. Except it's not happening. Oregon's going to win by 10, 24 to 14. I'm going to be really generous and give Michigan State 14 points in that game. Special teams touchdown. <laughs> there you go. Right, right. Fake, fake punt. 24 14. All right. So I'm taking Oregon in uh, round four. Uh, what is your fourth round pick, Pete? My fourth round pick is going to be Fresno in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, this Fresno team, number two ranked defense in the country. I think the key swing factor here, and we'll get into it more when we go full degenerate and go through all the games later, but no Nikhil Harry, I really think handicaps Arizona State's offense. He's, I think, the most dynamic wide receiver in the country uh, this season. I mean, individually, he's had one of the best seasons. There's certainly some guys at Alabama that could match him for diamondism, but you get the point. And, uh, look, my, my worry here is Manny Wilkins balls out in his final game, you know, as some, some guys do as a senior and he's obviously started a ton of football games, but I feel like Fresno with, with all that time to prepare, and this is going to be their Super Bowl where ASU, um, without their, without their most dynamic threat could be dragging in a bit. Yep, I'm with you. I think it, it's, it's again without Nikhil Harry. That that's the that's the icing on the cake for Fresno. All right, my fifth and final pick, uh, Rose Bowl. I am I'm going very high profile for most of these games, but I get all top five of my picks. That's great. Or Urban Meyer's last game against Washington. There is no way they are losing that game. I expect <laughs> uh, Dwayne Haskins to play very well. All those big play wide receivers to play well. The running backs to play well. And they're them to rush the heck out of uh, Jake Browning. Washington's defense is good. It's not. It has not played an offense this good. And so I think they take Urban Meyer out of the Rose Bowl on their shoulders. Buckeyes win by at least ten, maybe fourteen, maybe even seventeen. All right. How original. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I am going to go with uh, Georgia State in the Camellia Bowl. Uh, they speaking of Chad Lunsford, right? They they've obviously gone Georgia Southern nine and Georgia Southern. nine and three this season after being two and ten last year. Biggest turnaround. They're a top twenty rushing offense in the country. Um, and and they're going up against a uh, they're going up against an Eastern Michigan rush defense that's number ninety three. Uh, Sun Belt has done well in the Camellia Bowl the past few years with uh, with App State, and I think that run continues. Yep. All right. Georgia Southern for the record, as opposed to Georgia, Georgia Southern. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I GSU yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is Georgia Southern. I do know that. We've made like seven Chad Lunsford references, and then I get his team wrong. Look at me. <laughs> Shameful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three hardest games to call for those in confidence pool where you want to put the low points. Uh, do you want to go first? I'll let you go first as a gesture of magnanimity here. How how charity-driven charity of you. Happy holidays. Uh, I'm going to take the... Baylor Vanderbilt game and these really double as games you actually also don't want to watch. <laughs> uh, you mean you don't want to see, see what, the ninth best team in each conference? The yes, Big Twelve in the yes. SEC. Play? It's going to be some like thirteen ten slog of uh, slog of grossness. So like, do yourself a favor. I'm just looking to see what day that game is on here. Um, okay, so that's that's the bowl in Houston. Uh, which used to be the galleryfurniture.com bowl. That was yeah. a good bowl. That uh, yeah. was a good bowl. There was once a Mike Leach-Steve Logan matchup in that bowl game that still makes my heart happy. The Baylor, <laughs> the Baylor-Vanderbilt game does not make my heart happy, so just stay away from it. I would take Vanderbilt if you have to in year, but that should be your lowest confidence. All right, there we go. Um, I am going to say uh, North Carolina State A&M. Tough call in the Gator Bowl. Uh a and I think is favored by four, but I think NC State can pull the upset, so I would put like one point on NC State there. Uh, Dave Doran's been a good bowl coach, um, so 
That's but I don't I, I don't I don't have great conviction either way on that. So NC State A and M Gator Bowl low points. What else you got? I got Arkansas State Nevada low points in Ooh. the Arizona Bowl. Um, wow. I just feel like both teams were pretty pedestrian this season, and it's hard to have a ton of uh, a ton of conviction uh, a ton of conviction either way. And it's it's an easy game to miss because there's actually some good games on that day, the 29th. So yeah. you you don't you won't even feel compelled to watch it. Uh, Arkansas State's a point and a half favorite. I would take them, but. Uh, yeah, that game's in uh, that game's in Tucson. There'll be about eleven. There, there'll be more people at Arizona basketball practice that day than will be actually at that bowl game in Tucson. So, <laughs> do yourself a favor. Low confidence. Take the uh, Red Wolves. Yeah, I can't believe that game is shoved in with all these other good games on that day. But yeah, my uh, I did give a shout out in the uh, in the dash to Justice Hansen, who has run or passed the ball one thousand five hundred and forty eight times in three seasons. Arkansas State is wearing his rear end out. So, yeah, go good players. Yeah, good player. Um, All right. My second game for low points, Auburn, Purdue and the Music City Bowl. Good matchup. I just don't know which way it's going to go. I think Purdue much more uh, motivated, probably. But can they match up in the trenches is the question. Certainly, can they handle uh, the the defensive front of Auburn? Can they stop Auburn's running game? So I would put low points on that one. I'd probably take Auburn, but I'm not sure. I had an assistant coach float a theory by me, and it's just a theory. He goes, what if Auburn just lays a total egg? Do you think they could fire Gus Malzahn after that game? He said that to me on the phone last night. I was like, uh, I mean, uh, Auburn could always fire Gus Malzahn. Always. At any point in time. Yes. That's that's the beauty of Auburn is they're right. always like one bad half away from firing sure. their coach. Yeah. So, so if, so if there's nothing charging into the press, you, into the AD's yeah. box and saying, we're fired him now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If there's nothing prompting you to watch that game, if all of a sudden you see Purdue up twenty-one to three, go immediately and watch that game and just look at Gus's eyes bleeding on the sideline. And uh, yeah, they just fired. They just hired a new offensive coordinator. But like, it's very clear that the brass there does not want Gus. Right. Like it's, it's alarmingly clear with all those stories that leaked out. They want to renegotiate his contract. What? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> huh? It's like uh, yeah. This yeah. Is- this is uh, it's, a, a we're keeping him because of the buyout situation. Yes, uh, the golden handcuffs. They are uh, that that will just be beautiful to watch uh, to watch unfold over uh, over time. All right, my third most flummoxing game to pick is uh, TCU Cal. It's easy to love the Cheez It Bowl, right? <laughs> I mean, of course, it's the Cheez It Bowl. Who doesn't love? Who doesn't love the Cheez-It Bowl in Phoenix? We all love Phoenix. You can go to the TP. You can eat Cheez-Its. It would be great. Um, I have uh, I have no particular conviction on this game. Neither does Vegas because it's a uh, it's a pick 'em. I would go with Cal, for, for, even though the Pac-12 has been dreadful this reason for the sole reason that TCU has just fallen off a cliff, and it just doesn't seem like they have the same uh, they have the same mojo. But like it's Gary Patterson, so they could they could end up winning. 13 nothing and he could win again like he always does they like gary patterson set up to like now be a title contender next year you tcu is the single most impossible team to predict preseason like over the years the last right. decade when you think they're going to be good they're terrible when you think they're going to be terrible they're good yep. um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with cal justin wilcox had a nice season just got his contract extended but that game yeah you can uh, you can do yourself a favor and chuck that low in your confidence pool yeah they're allergic to expectations whatever the expectations are <laughs> Um, all right, my last one. I'm going with uh, Northern Illinois UAB in the August, well-respected Cherubundi Bad Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, you know, it's going to be like 14 to 13. I don't know who's going to win. Uh, you know, watch it if you feel like it. But you can, I, I, I think I did say in the dash that you can at least tune in to see some palm trees waving in the breeze in Boca Raton. But otherwise, uh, I have no real conviction on that game whatsoever yeah you're better off going on lane kiffin's twitter feed it's probably going to be more entertaining than, uh, <laughs> than that because that game is played at his uh at his home stadium although lane is conspicuous conspicuously absent from uh from bulls this year yes he so is how about that he lane? certainly he certainly face planted and uh, yep. reminded us all that he is pretty much a career 500 coach so. <laughs> that's what he is so yep. all right we are moving on and speeding up now because we're going to go to our speed date section of this. 
We're going to pick against the spread every game before Christmas between the December 15th and December 22nd. There are 15 games. We start with a big slate on Saturday. Well, big meaning populous, meaning there are several games. I'm not sure that any of them are big. <laughs> quantity, so. quantity big. So we're going 30 seconds here, Pete. I'm going to time you, and I'm going to buzz you after 30 seconds. We're starting with the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl, North Carolina A&T versus Alcorn State. A&T favored by 7.5. Pete Thamel, go. I'm going to take North Carolina A&T in this game because I didn't know we were going to pick it, and I'm completely unprepared. That was the <laughs> second name you said, so I remembered it. <laughs> no need to buzz me. I have no insight. All right. Way to be brief. That's good. <laughs> Brevity. Yes. A&T has uh, won two of the three celebration bowls, uh, so I think they win the third as well. This is the MEAC versus the SWAC game in Atlanta. Halftime show will be awesome. I don't know about the football. <laughs> But we are both taking NCANT to cover the seven and a half. Now, moving on to FBS competition, New Mexico Bowl <laughs> uh, in Albuquerque, also on December 15th, two o'clock, North Texas versus Utah State. The line, Utah State by eight and a half. Pete Thamel, go. Well, this is an interesting game that warms my mid major uh, soul. You got probably the best. B-list bowl game quarterback matchup. Jordan Love, Utah State, 28 touchdowns, five interceptions versus Mason Fine, who's had a monster year in career at North Texas. I am going to say Utah State wins, but North Texas covers. I take Utah, Utah State with the interim coach, Frank Mayle, 38-31. Matt Wells has gone to Lubbock, but Jordan Love brings it home. Wow, well done. That was 31.6 seconds. You were very timely. You could do TV. I didn't actually have anything else to say, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm actually taking North Texas straight up, uh, going with oh, the... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, just on, on the the uh, the premise that the, 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 the interim coach situation does hurt them. And uh, I think uh, Mason Fine outduels Jordan Love. And we all get to see the impressive chin on Seth Littrell. 35-34, North Texas not only covers but wins outright. All right, next game, the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. You gave us some insight on that before, but we will reiterate. Tulane, Louisiana. Tulane favored by three and a half in Orlando. Also a December 15th afternoon game. These are good games to watch to avoid going Christmas shopping. Pete Thamel, <laughs> Go. Willie Fritz's first bowl as uh, Tulane's head coach. Uh, they they let their offensive coordinator go, which would be interesting to see how they uh, how they adjust to that. They obviously hired Will Hall uh, from Memphis, who was the associate head coach, to come down there now. I just feel like Tulane has played well since Justin McMillan's a quarterback, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Louisiana can't stop the run, so bragging rights in the boot go to New Orleans. And I think Tulane wins handily. This was number one in my confidence pool for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's – I'm with you. And you actually – you hit the 30-second mark. Well done. Um, I'll be interested to see if any fans are there because these are two schools that are 135 miles apart in Louisiana, and now they're going to make them go all the way across the Gulf of Mexico to Orlando to play. Uh, but, yeah, I, my one stat on this game I already gave away. Uh, Green Wave, top 30 rushing offense. Uh, Raging Cajuns, bottom 30 rushing defense. So I'm with you on Tulane winning and covering – the three and a half. I think that's a pretty nice small spread. All right, Pete. Best game pre-Christmas in uh, my book. The Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, December 15th, Saturday. Fresno, Arizona State. Fresno favored by four. Pete Thamel, go. Well, faithful listeners of our podcast would know the affinity we have for Fresno, D.C., Burt Watts. Uh, he came in this year, first year as defensive coordinator there. Fresno is the number two scoring defense in the country, 13.7 PPG. You don't give Burt Watts three weeks to get ready for Arizona State <laughs> and not and not expect a low number. So in Burt, we trust minus four and a half Fresno. I say they win 31-24. No Nikhil Harry is the real factor here. Ah, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm down, down with you. Fresno wins, Fresno covers. Uh, I think it's going to be lower scoring. I've got 23-17 on that because, hey, Burt Watson, that defense, man, they ain't giving up nothing, especially since Nikhil Harry is not playing. 
Defense has been great. Jeff Tedrick's been phenomenal, but I am really impressed by the fact that his defense has been this good because he's an offensive guy. Two years in a row, they've been excellent. So there's your pick on the Las Vegas Bowl. Moving on to the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, Georgia Southern, Eastern Michigan, Eagle on Eagle crime. Uh, Georgia Southern is favored by one. Pete Thamel, go. Well, in in Chad Lunsford, we trust for Georgia Southern. Um, They obviously run option offense, pounded on the ground, and I just feel like Eastern Michigan's number 93-ranked rush defense isn't going to stand much of a chance, even with a little longer to prepare. I do give EMU credit. They gave us one of the great upsets this year at Purdue. I'll never forget the sad trombone Purdue radio guys that I listen to on, (laughs) on, on XM. Eastern Michigan's had a nice season under Chris Crichton, but I don't think we're going to get there this year so i will take the nation's number nine rush offense and go georgia southern eagles not eastern michigan Eagles. okay um i'm going against you here although i i will admit that i did not do my research on eastern michigan's rush defense that's problematic i do know that <laughs> uh I'm, I'm taking eastern michigan they're one point underdog i'm taking them to win obviously taking them to cover uh, Georgia Southern's the only team in the country that has not thrown an interception, but they've only thrown it 110 times. Uh, Eastern Michigan's played pretty well, coming in on a three-game winning streak. They've Shouldn't won that guy win your like all-time six. interception pool? By the way, that, well, it's the, multiple guys, but they didn't throw it enough. But yeah, uh, I mean, Shea Wirtz, Shea Wirtz deserves at least like a golden cheese grater or something. You know from what? Us. We'll I mean. send him a cheese grater. He does deserve that much. Yes, we'll put him on the cheese grater mailing list. It's getting long. <laughs> it is. We're just passing them out like they're like candy. <laughs> All right, they don't grow on trees, you know. Golden cheese graters. Uh, <laughs> they don't. The Arno Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's always that. You know, late night, Saturday night, the Mm -hmm. first weekend of bowl games. Usually all hell breaks loose, crazy stuff. It's in New Orleans. Fans are wild. Uh, It's Middle Tennessee against Appalachian State this year. App State favored by seven. Pete, let me know what you got. So Brent Stockskill, the uh, quarterback at Middle Tennessee, son of Rick, the head coach, has actually been in college longer than Jerry McNamara was at Syracuse. So (laughs) he has been there for five years. He started for four and he is thrown for a billion yards. He's 28 and eight TD to INT this year. I feel like App State with an interim coach and some tumult. I think I think it's nice to get to, to bet on middle here. They they obviously pounded UAB, then turned around and lost the next week in the Conference USA title game. I feel like they want to send Brent out uh, on a high note, so I'm going to go with middle covering. Okay. I I actually I, – I've got middle to cover. I've got App State to win, but I'm taking middle to cover, so I'm there with you on the cover, which is what we're doing here. So uh, I agree. I think that, you know, Stockstill's thrown for 12,000 yards. He has been playing since the mid-'70s. And uh, we'll finally move on after this game. It has been a nice story, him and his dad. His dad's a great guy, Rick Stock, still. Um, He'll be the quarterback coach there in two years, all right? Yeah, right. No (laughs) doubt. Like, there's there's no doubt. There's zero (laughs) doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that uh, App State, yeah, with just question marks with um, their preparation just since they had the coaching change there. And he took some staff with him. So it's all up in the air. All right. The Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl, which I touched on briefly earlier. UAB, Northern Illinois. This one is on December 18th, so we get past the uh, Saturday games. We get past the NFL on Sunday, and then we get back to uh, – and, and Monday, and then we get on Tuesday back to college football in a game that should have dismal ratings, I would think, UAB, Northern Illinois. Uh, the line is UAB two and a half. Uh, what do you think there, Peter? Well, I have to say, uh, I have been to multiple Boca Raton Bowls in my lifetime. My, uh, my family I'm, always I'm, congregates down in South Florida for uh, Have there for even Christmas been week. multiple Bo- Boca Raton Bowls? There have been. There oh have been. Wow. I saw interim coach Jason Candle beat Matt Rule's Temple team. <laughs> and uh, I watched uh, Western Kentucky after Mike Sanford got the job. I don't remember who they played. <laughs> it was a while. You don't have to go to these games just because you're in the town. You don't. You don't have to go. You know. No, I think they're always kind of fun. 
Um, you know, it's usually get some some folks on the rise, and I'd probably be home watching anyway, right? <laughs> so you know, might as well uh, might as well roll through and uh, you know, wave uh, wave hello to some folks. So uh, that said, I've gone over my time limit. I'm taking UAB. Don't watch this game. It's going to be gross. It's going to be like 13-10. I'm taking UAB to cover barely against Northern Illinois. Two aesthetically unappealing teams built on ground and pound. They'll, uh, they're yes, it will it will put everyone in Boca to sleep. So yeah. this that would win my least aesthetic bowl game of the year. Uh, I hear you. I'm 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 not in love with it, but uh, I I am taking the Huskies. They have been boy, they're a bad offensive team, but a good defensive team, and uh, they think they might have found something in the MAC title game. Their quarterback Marcus Childers had his best game of his career: 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. So. Low-scoring, close game. Childers makes a couple plays. Northern Illinois wins 17-16, to covers the two-and-a-half in front of a crowd of 11. Um, all right, uh, the DXL Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. San Diego State versus Ohio. San Diego State, kind of a rare, disappointing year for them. But uh, Ohio is favored by three. Matchup of two old warhorse coaches who are pretty good. Mm. 74-year-old Frank Solich, 68-year-old Rocky Long. Go ahead, Pete. I'm going to go with the youngster, the whippersnapper, Rocky Long, in, uh, in this one. I just think when you, have a, when you have a matchup like this of two pretty undistinguished teams, uh, I'll go with the one that might have a few more horses. And uh, City Go State, they're both going to kind of be ground and pound. Nobody's going to do anything too scintillating in this. Again, I think this will be another uh, low-rated game and uh, of, of, of moderate interest, but I just feel like San Diego State will have the firepower to, uh, to push it through and cover Okay. All right. I'm going the other way there. I'm going with Ohio to, to win and cover the three. They can score. They're averaging 43 and a half points per game. Nathan Rourke's been good at quarterback. And I just, I wonder if Arizona, or I'm sorry, San Diego State's thrown in the towel on this one this year just because they've had a bad year and I don't see them going. You know, nobody leaves San Diego in December to go to Frisco, Texas saying, wow, this is fun. This is nice. They say, I want to go back to San Diego. So enthusiasm edge to Ohio. Points edge to Ohio. All right. Gasparilla Bowl, the bad boy mowers Gasparilla Bowl, which was full of all kinds of absurd, like ESPN sideline gimmicks and shticks last year, like driving tractors around and stuff. Uh, that was the only entertainment value to the game. This year, Marshall versus South Florida. Marshall's favored by two and a half. What do you think, Pete? The entertainment value of this game was the disgust in your voice, as you mentioned those ESPN sideline gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Made yeah. me happy. Uh, look, South Florida's fallen off a cliff, right? I remember typing the season that Charlie Strong was 18 and three there. And uh, since that point, they've essentially uh, they've essentially gone their L L L L L in their last five. Uh, blown out by UCF, uh, thumped by Temple beaten pretty handily by Cincinnati, just blown out of the water by Tulane, and then uh, Houston's hung 57 on them. So uh, I just don't see this team rallying for a bowl game in their hometown. Marshall has a top 25 defense and, uh, you know, has, has played pretty well this year. So I, I feel like this is one of those uh, that USF could just not show up like they really haven't the last six weeks of the season, and uh, Marshall could roll them. Right. Yeah, they started 7-0. They've lost five straight. They've been thumped in most of them. Uh, yeah, I think Marshall, you know, as long as Marshall doesn't look at this as like, you know, vacation and go wild down there and they actually focus somewhat on the game. I, I like them to win here. I like them to cover. Uh, Are you intimating there's distractions in the greater Tampa area? That there, there have been known to be some distractions, especially for I the, don't. for the boys from Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> you saying there's more social options available <laughs> in Tampa than Huntington? At. Perhaps. Yes. Uh, the Huntington perhaps. chamber of commerce will be calling you. <laughs> there ain't nothing like Ebor city in Huntington. So <laughs> thank God. Look out Am among other places down there. So yeah. Uh, so I'm taking Marshall as long as you boys keep your minds on the game. By golly, <laughs> do it for me. All right. The Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. And this is the dumbest name of all of them. It's named after a suburban Chicago office park for reasons that remain completely unclear. But the game does have one uh, small bit of attraction to it. 
It's our first weekday afternoon game. It's a 12.30 uh, p.m. kickoff. I'm watching every snap of this game. Like, <laughs> there there's no go. question. Exactly. <laughs> December 21st. I mean, talk about a good reason to avoid your family. Exactly. Like, <laughs> to avoid your family, to avoid work, to avoid school, whatever you need to avoid. Oh, you know? Yeah. Take yourself a long lunch and watch the first half, at least, of the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. You also do get to see, they always do some nice sun and sand and surf uh, cutaways in that game. So, yeah. the game itself, eh, Florida International versus Toledo. Now, Pete, you have been a Toledo devotee this year. It hadn't exactly worked out great for you. but They have, you have not reciprocated. They have not reciprocated. I picked them to cover against Miami yep. early and. They completely uh, got smoked in that game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tal- it's interesting. Yeah. FIU's had like a sneaky great season, right, Pat? I mean, everybody yeah. talked about FAU. My God, if ESPN covered FAU and Lane Kiffin anymore, my eyes would bleed. I mean, they made they made Singletary the tailback out to be like he was the next Barry Sanders, and Lane Kiffin was the next Vince Lombardi, and they stunk. Now, have you seen one article about Butch Davis or one feature on ESPN about Butch Davis this year? No. Nope. And all FIU do- has done is just sort of said, all right, we're just going to go eight and four and beat all the teams we should. And uh, yeah, of course, they did lose to uh, FAU 49-14 to, uh, to close the season. But um, I think this is this could be a, a moderately entertaining game. I think you got two solid programs. And my God, Pat, why leave the Rockets now? Um, they've had a bad recent bowl history. They lost, they lost to the Camellia Bowl, the App State consecutive years. Uh, they did finish this season winning four of five with only loss to Northern Illinois. So I am going to uh, stay true to the Rockets. Yeah, I, well, I'm joining you. And this was one of those games where, honestly, I like just looked at the Sagarin ratings because I didn't know what to do. And the Sagarin ratings <laughs> favor Toledo. So I'm favoring Toledo. The number is six. I say Toledo wins by 10. I uh, figure there's a lot of points on the board. So if it's got three appealing factors. You're going to have points. You're going to have cutaways of the ocean. And it's afternoon hooky. So maybe you should check out the old Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Going I from- think our te- our friend Teddy Greenstein should go to that office park in Chicago and see if anyone's watching it. He should. Time. That's a great story idea. At least yeah. a, a good enough story idea. Um, <laughs> good enough for someone else to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Teddy, you're assigned. Uh, okay. Yes. We're, we go from the Bahamas to later in the day, Boise. How's that for a temperature inversion? Uh, The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Western Michigan, BYU, Cougars favored by a dozen. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, I think BYU wins this game by 35. Uh, I know you picked it high in your confidence pool earlier. I just don't see Western Michigan having the physicality to stay on the field with BYU. BYU is going to be motivated. They're coming off a bad season. Shoot, if you live in Provo, going to Boise, that's like, you know, it's like going to Paris. So I feel like uh, I feel like the blue turf will be kind to the Cougars and they will end a really nice comeback season. Uh, I thought Kalani Stocky might get fired, you know, going into this year. They hadn't shown a lot of signs of life and they play a physical brand of football that Western Michigan will have a hard time matching. Yeah, all right. I'm taking BYU to win, but not cover because I think it's too big a number and they don't score many points. So I think uh, this is 26-20 or 27-20 BYU. Uh, both teams are playing freshman quarterbacks. You don't really know what's going on there. It'll be a nice home field advantage for BYU because it's not far from Utah and Boise, and there's plenty of actual uh, Mormon uh, backing there in Boise as well. Oh, so Good point. But Western Michigan, you're going to cover the spread. Come on, Broncos. Get it done. All right, December 22nd, a little more afternoon football, noon game, Birmingham, Alabama, the Jared Birmingham Bowl, Memphis against Wake Forest, Memphis favored by five and a half. Your choice is to go mall shopping or watch this game, Pete. What do you do? Uh, I'm like an Amazon uh, devotee, right? Like, go. I don't think there's 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 any uh, there's any doubt about that. So, yeah, I will I will always choose watching mediocre football over uh, over that. And it's it's an intriguing little game, actually, because uh, you, you've got Memphis, which really ended the season on uh, on a nice run and obviously lost to UCF in a game it led a majority of in the AAC final, which you've already admitted you did not watch. 
And then nobody had really a more surprising finish than Wake Forest because they had that miraculous comeback against NC State on Thursday. And then they just hammered Duke 59 to 7 in one of the most singularly, I think, surprising results. Like if you told me Wake would beat Duke 21 20, I would have been like, okay. But who saw 59 7 coming uh, coming out of that? They obviously have uh, redshirt freshman quarterback Jamie Newman, who's really been a revelation. He was great that night against NC State. And uh, I really feel like Wake grinded to get here. Memphis probably had a pinch of a disappointing season, even though they ended up, they at least started slow, even though they ended up winning their their division in the AAC. They're sitting at eight and five. So I think Wake on motivation is going to win this game. And Jamie Newman keeps running and gunning. Okay. All right. That's, you know, it's, I know this is going to be a lot of points. So I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, no, number four offense in the country for Memphis, number thirty-three for Wake, and both defenses stink. So it's going to be up and down. I really, I want to see Daryl Henderson from Memphis and Greg Dortch from Wake Forest do their things. Two of the best all-purpose players in the country. Uh, Fun players. Say, yeah, I'm going to say Memphis. Uh, Memphis wins and covers fifty-six forty-nine, but you know nothing really would surprise me in that game. So, and we're all winners because we didn't go to the mall. <laughs> That's right. You stayed home to watch that game instead. Good work. All right, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Fort Worth, Texas, later that day. Uh, Houston Army. Uh, this is my my favorite contrasting styles of the Oof. of the bowl season. Army's favored by three. What, what do you think, Pete? I think Army's going to roll here. I think Army's had an unbelievable, underrated season. And uh, obviously, Derek King's out for the year for Houston. Ed Oliver is obviously not playing in this game, as as he's declared. Those are two of Houston's like complete linchpins. Army does not have the athletes to keep up with Houston. It'll be interesting to see what Kendall Bryles is doing at this point, because he's interviewed for like every job. I actually think he might be a mall clerk at uh, Forever 21. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In Bloomington, Illinois, he's interviewed for so many jobs this year. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they adjust if uh, if he's there or not to call the game, because we're not sure where he's going to end up yet. But look, Army has just been nothing but solid. And look what they did to Oklahoma, you know, in that offense. They just kept him off the field. Um, uncertain if Jay Bateman, the defensive coordinator, went to North Carolina, will be back. He's obviously been a, a an excellent high-end defensive coordinator in Army for a bunch of years. But I just feel like the the Black Knights will want to be there and have a ton of mojo and uh, can can beat the Cougs. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm with you. I think they win. I think they cover. Interesting stat here: the game matches the number one team in the nation in terms of time of possession, which is obviously Army, and the dead last team in time of possession, which is Houston. So Army could have the ball like for like 50 out of 60 minutes here. They just may just <laughs> sit on the thing the whole day. Um, yeah. No at all. How about, how about Jay Bateman goes to Carolina? He goes from obviously the Army offense, then he's going to match up with an air raid Phil Longo, who they hired as the OC. I think yeah. his defensive stats will be as good. I'm kind of guessing no. Going to be a little bit of uh, yeah culture shock there for sure. Get your team back on the field, sir. Um, okay, so we're both taking Army there to win and cover. Dollar General Bowl, Mobile, Alabama, Buffalo versus Troy. Buffalo favored by two and a half. They do a good job with this bowl down there. Believe it or not, it's been like 19 names. I've covered two of them. Uh, and wow, we, two. You, yeah, yeah. That's, that's you can some, accidentally end up at one, but to go to two, that's, you know, dude, that's hardcore. I've been to some bad bowls, but anyway, <laughs> we, we've both been to Mobile. What's the, the worst bowl, bowl you've been to, Pat? Motor City, without a doubt. Without I've a been to the Motor City doubt. as well. Uh, it was like the day after Christmas. Yes. I was at the New York Times. UConn was playing. If you gave me $1,000, I couldn't tell you who they were playing. <laughs> I do remember they won. And uh, yeah, but it was, yeah. yeah, it was pretty, pretty dim. That day after Christmas thing really stinks. Oh. I remember, yeah. Flying in first thing December 26th into landing yeah. in Detroit. And you're like, I'm here to do what? To see Marshall yeah. play Louisville? Oh, okay. <laughs> Chad Pennington was very good in that game, though. Anyway. Uh, Buffalo versus Troy and Mobile, where they do a nice job with the bowl. Buffalo favored by two and a half. What do you think? I think this is a fun little game, you know, as like sort of obscure bowls with good matchups go. These are two great teams, two programs that have Lance Leipold's obviously done an excellent job uh, reviving Buffalo and like the slow burn. My favorite stat of the year, which I think we've said on the pod, Lance was 109 and six at yeah. Wisconsin Whitewater. It's um, not bad. 
And when you forget how many national titles he's won, because there's enough of them that they get lumped together. I think he won six, but that's a pretty good. It's a pretty good sign that he knows what he's doing, and that's that's obviously shown up at uh, Buffalo this year. Troy, I think the biggest surprise of the coaching carousel is that Neil Brown is still coaching Troy. Um, right. They had a really good season. Were a little disappointing in Sunbelt play. Came up short. Uh, good good matchup here. I, man, I, this is this is one of the harder ones to pick. I am uh, I'm going to take Buffalo. I feel like okay. with the time to prepare, I, I don't know. I have no I have no conviction um, on, uh, on 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 why the Bulls uh, NFL quarterback gurus will want to watch uh, Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson, six foot seven, big arm in the 2020 draft. Like going into next season, he's going to be a guy a lot of people are, or a lot of NFL scouts are curious about. He had a couple throws against Rutgers that made some NFL scouts eyeballs pop out. Um, he's not ready to go to the draft yet, but he's uh, he's clearly an intriguing player. Impressive. You went a minute 25 on the Dollar General Bowl. That's extra extra effort. You're still you're still timing me. <laughs> I'm still trying to keep this show on the rails, damn it. <laughs> Uh, so now you, you pretty well covered it. So I'm just going to say I'm taking Troy in what should be a virtual home game, uh, because they're 165 miles away and they take a lot of fans down there when they play. So Troy, uh, wins and covers as a two and a half point dog. All right. Our last game to pick, and then we'll be back for episode two later, but episode one ends with the SoFi Hawaii bowl. And this is an important game because it is your last chance to stay up until 2 a.m. watching football. Starts at 10.30 mm. p.m. Louisiana Tech versus Hawaii. Bad teams, but uh, they're going to play, and somebody's going to win, and we're going to pick it. Pete, what do you think? Um, my friend uh, Meredith Goldstein wrote a book once where one of the characters uh, had a recurring thing where he would call it chasing the rainbows. So he was kind of a degenerate gambler and he would like lose money all day Saturday and be really drunk and put in a huge bet on Hawaii and then go to bed and then wake <laughs> up the next day trying to chase the rainbows. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to give that little insight. <laughs> I'm going to take all my 30 seconds uh, plugging my friend's book, but I'm going to take Louisiana Tech in this game. You don't really care the reasons if you've listened this long, uh, but I, I think <laughs> Skip Holtz had a nice season there. Their defense has been solid, and I feel like uh, I feel like they're just a better program than Hawaii right now, but there'll be some points scored in this game, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, it should be up and down, and usually like, the trash will blow left to right across the field the way it always does there in Honolulu. Um, that's my favorite thing about that game, uh, about any Hawaii home game. Hawaii's have you covered gonna, that bowl, Pat? I have not covered. I wish. That's not a bad yeah. bowl to cover. That is not the Motor City in Detroit. No. Uh, but I'm taking Hawaii home game. Uh, Louisiana Tech, they're going to spend their entire time on the beach. They're going to be drinking Mai Tais. They're not ready, and they're not good. So Hawaii wins 42-38. The Mai Tai factor, very uh, key. Always Keen analysis. Keep, <laughs> always remember to keep the Mai Tai factor in mind when you are betting bowl games, by golly. Some guy in, like, Frisco, Texas is, like, writing down our picks. <laughs> and at this point, he's like, what did I waste my time for? Listen to these guys. <laughs> my tie? Question mark, question mark? I guarantee it. I, we apologize to our uh, listener in Frisco for not giving you more nuts and bolts on the Hawaii Bowl, but that's what you get. So We're sick right. of this. You're sick of us. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. Exactly. All right. Beautiful. That's episode one of the Race for the Case Bowl edition. We will be back to update how we did with our picks and to pick the bigger and better games after Christmas. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, we will have a third episode on the New Year's Six and the playoff. We will really dive into the big, big bowl games. So thanks for listening. Enjoy bowl season. Happy holidays. <laughs>